set your system's volume control for slightly above the normal listening level. Let's go. Second level thinking is defined as looking beyond the easy, obvious conclusions. You got to do some smart thinking. Welcome to the second level. To the second level. A Gal Media property in partnership with Jacob Media, where we go beyond the box score. Presented by Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans. Rocket Mortgage is with you every step of the way. From the O'Reilly Auto Parts studios, here's your host, Aton Shander. We are live, and so is the PGA Tour. It's nice to have something back, and we're going to continue to have our eyes on top of what's going on in Major League Baseball, back and forth. It was madness yesterday. John Heyman came out and said, baseball's back. And then all of a sudden, everybody else said, no, it's not. The over-under is Friday, 2 p.m. Eastern time. That right now is the show's over-under for the next two hours. I can't control what goes on after me. I can barely control what happens in these segments. So with that said, think of this. Friday, 2 p.m. Eastern time, where the announcement comes down that it is truly official. That we get word both sides have agreed, and it's not just a John Heyman report that is refuted by everybody else. I think that would be the true criteria and really only criteria that we would want to see in order for this thing to happen. That's it. So if you think of a time that Major League Baseball would be best served releasing this information, trying to gain some sort of public sympathy and attention back on their sport as opposed to everything else, I played a nat. I'm in two different NASCAR tournaments this weekend. I don't even know if they hit the poll yet. If I can start, I had to reserve seats in tournaments and playing PGA tournaments. We gave you that overlay where you could beat Shander on the overlay app and win an extra forty bucks just for beating me and my golf picks. We'll take a look early on. It's so early, but we'll look at how Kevin Kinsner and company are handling this course at RBC. I did see one interesting odds boost that I jumped on. It went from minus 200 to plus 200 here in PA with DraftKings. Any American wins the tournament. Matthew Naismith, right, is up. Patrick Rogers is a shot back. Vaughn Taylor, Kevin Kisner, as mentioned. Sink Thompson. There are a lot of Americans hovering. If Ernie Els wins this thing, I'm going to go nuts. Beneath the surface, it's the second level presented by Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans. From the O'Reilly Auto Parts studios, here's Aton Shander. We should probably change the Wednesday segment and bring Ryan Ballinger on ahead of time and then take his picks and play that. Brooks Kepka just flew the green. We thought Kepka would just blast DJ yesterday when we made the picks. I don't know. It's early. It is a very early start on another short course, and we'll see just, in fact, how that plays out. It's early in the season, coming off of the quarantine and stay at home and everything that might come back, mind you, pretty quick. But a couple of notables that will tee off 
in our second hour as we'll continue to keep you updated on everything and looking at any late favorites. Webb Simpson and Bryson are at 12.43 Eastern time. Matsuyama, Woodland, and DJ, 54 Eastern time. Boy, whatever happened to Brant Snedeker? You know, I used to do a radio show down in Nashville with a coach of his. And, you know, from that area. So he was a, a crowd favorite right there. Rom is a 105 Eastern time. Ustase, in it, if you have him, had one of these overlay alternate matchups. There was actually a really sexy pick there for who he was going up against. Ng, Sungjae M is going to tee off at 127 Eastern. So we'll keep our eye on everything. Last guy to tee off. The last group, if you will, 2.22 Eastern time today. Boy, that is just a perfect tee time. Perfect. You're going to get the best of the weather unless, I don't know, I haven't looked at Hilton Head in the five-day plan, but 75, partly cloudy, and that's probably putting an emphasis, a light emphasis on partly. You're going to get the best of it. The only problem, of course, is the course will just be beat up. But right now, Poulter and Ells, actually there are four people atop that share the leaderboard at five under. So we'll keep an eye on this and any of your bets that you put out. And why not just explain a couple? Last week we went three and two in our five for top 40 finishes. Got a little aggressive this week after seeing one weekend of golf and thought, well, maybe we can push it to a couple of top 20 finishes. Overall, though, I think just playing on people bouncing back, playing on people either finishing stronger or better than they did. And Xander wasn't a terrible finish, by any means. He was a top-five finish and all. He just missed that brutal putt. So I gave you that one odds boost that I couldn't resist. Any American to win the RBC went from minus 200 to plus 200. So jumping on that. But elsewhere, as far as finishes, I had one top-ten finish, but the rest are top-40s. Xander, Matt Kuchar, who missed the cut, expect him to bounce back and play better. Doesn't mean that he has to win the thing, but I do expect him to play a little bit better, especially after missing the cut on a similar type course. Kepka, I had as a top 20 finish. I believe that despite what may happen versus Dustin Johnson, this is a legit opportunity now for Kepka to come back and at least regain some stature as the top and a top 20 finish. Rom again, brutal outing last week. You would expect him to bounce back. And Xander, of course, where I, I don't think he falls off by any means. Could finish tied for 18th for all I care. All these guys could tie for 18th. But I think the difference is in the case of Rom and Kucher, it's just playing better golf from last week as opposed to Kepka, where you would expect at some point he'll start to ramp it up. It might be this week. It might be Memorial. Who knows? But at some point it's coming. And then I took a little flyer because the storyline, and I think that he is well aware. Clearly, we we spoke with Ryan yesterday, and anybody who's covering this sport, be it at RBC or beyond, will tell you the same thing. They saw it last week at Colonial where Harold Varner, HV3, if we can use Ballinger's nickname there. I love that, HV3. Top 10 finish. Now, I got him at plus 900, and I know that I'm asking a lot right now for this guy to have a really strong Sunday. 
That's really what we need. That's the only thing we need. I think he'll be here. You know, I really do think that he'll be here when it comes down to Saturday. Saturday, moving day might be the big difference. But I believe that this guy is clearly aware of the amount of attention and the platform that's being discussed. Now, he's through 16 right now, and he's even par. So so is Patrick Reed, another guy that we picked. But it's early, and I think that so far this isn't out of reach. You come back, you have a strong day. I mean, that first crew is almost done. I think one, maybe two golfers are Doc Redman is off, so he finished at plus one. But other than that, you're getting minus five. It's pretty much the lead. Varner, five off the lead on a day one, I'm okay with. I can live with that. I unfortunately can't live with that when it comes to Sunday. So he's got a lot of work for him. Now, granted, people can fall off, and we've seen this before. Xander, by the way, is through 11, and he's even par. But it's all about lasting for HV3. It's all about hanging and putting together two strong rounds, and in this case, it's going to have to be Friday and Saturday. Getting within some area of contention, Sergio through 15, minus one. And when you're looking at that final day, knowing the amount of attention that's on you and knowing what it would mean to be in the top 10, to be hovering around the lead, it's not like you're going to get more attention than not if you're Harold Varner the third and you finish tied for third as opposed to tied for 15th. But the closer you are to winning this thing, the closer you are to contention, I think the bigger the storyline it becomes for what Harold Varner is dealing with as far as representing a large community and a game in which that community is not often represented where it's very difficult to kind of yet to squint and find somebody other than an obvious Tiger Woods, for example, who has had a history of distancing himself from things and has been quiet at times, and that's his prerogative. Like Michael Jordan, it was brought up in the documentary, quiet Republicans buy sneakers, that type of mentality. So I do think that even with Tiger Woods, who is clearly aware of the social climate that we're in right now, hasn't always been as even vocal as Harold Varner III was last week, a couple of days in a row last week. So I do believe that you can look at this first round and not panic. Now, the back and forth as far as what we're doing on overlay and the head-to-head start-sit, that's a little different because if you're up right now four or five strokes, you can pretty much feel confident. It's going to take a lot, and I'm just, just telling you from playing this over and over again, especially in basketball, where you would think somebody coming out and setting a tone, like, especially if it's in-game and you're going head-to-head with somebody or two guys on the same team, let's say, that play a similar position in split time. That right there is difficult. Wait until the NFL, where you have one of these options is choosing between two running backs who split the ball on the same team. Oh. That's tough. Not as difficult, or pardon me, not as easy as just breaking down your starter sits today. Outside of Varner, we'll see. We'll see what happens after day one. Ernie Els, if he hangs 
and he's only through 11 right now, so he just started the back nine, or front, depending on where he teed off from. But Ernie Els finishing tied for the lead after day one is your storyline. That's your early prediction as far as the storyline would be, only because of where he is right now in his career. I think that's fair. To look specifically, I mean, what is he right now? 50, okay. So he's not senior tour yet, but he's, you know, he's inching and inching closer. But that would be a, a hell of a, a storyline by all means. He's already been on the Champions Tour. Oh, this year he joined the Champions Tour. I apologize. So he is on there. But he's still playing, of course, a couple of these events. And it would be a pretty cool story to see old L's out there, at least somewhat in the lead, if not tied for the lead, after the first round. Elsewhere, we'll just have to wait and see. You know, we'll wait and see what happens with Rory, as there were a lot of expectations that he would come back and play really well where he is ranked in his abilities, but it's not paying off. Not at all. In fact, Rory might knock himself out of this event. It may be too little too late after tomorrow. Rory McIlroy might miss the cut. Plus two through 14 today. Same scenario where it's a shorter course. It's not like all of a sudden Rory McIlroy can't pull out the driver and blast it 330, so he's at a disadvantage. If big old Bryson can handle it, then so can little Rory. But wow, if in fact this thing holds off and he finishes seven strokes off the lead, he would really have to turn something around tomorrow and put together a, a seven or eight under in order to hang around. Spieth, by the way, is through 16, and he's one off the lead at four under. That's, I think, you know, just to look at it. And last week we did this on Thursday, and it's kind of cool because you get your early prediction of the bookend storyline, right? Look at Kepka now coming out, two under through 15. Man, we might have to start putting money on Harry Higgs. This guy blasted that top 40 finish last week. He's two under through 17 this week. Every week, both weekends, or tournaments, pardon me, he got ridiculous odds. Even the top 40 finish was at 220, I think, 230. A top 20 finish for Higgs. I didn't even look at that. It's probably up to like 500 or when it closed, five, 600. But that would be your bookend storyline after day one so far. And I guess you can mention Ian Poulter. Why not? He's deserving of that. Not that the other guys aren't at least a mention's worth. But for Poulter, for sure, I think you've got two guys, not as old, clearly, as L's, but veterans on the tour who have been around and playing on this tour for a while. And L's, of course, has his own storyline that probably would dominate a little more than Poulter, but... The other side of it would just be how disappointing this is for Rory McIlroy. You saw what last week was inexcusable how he closed out the round and closed out the tournament. And it looks like he's picking right back up. We'll see what happens with Rahm and other guys who are really highly ranked. Webb Simpson, I told you, is already out there. Oh, no, pardon me. He tees off in a little bit. But 12.43 Eastern time, as does Bryson. That would be the most disappointing finish right now, without a doubt, to the point where 
he would need something near miraculous in order to turn this around and not miss the cut. Even par, after shooting two over, is not going to cut it. In fact, while a couple of guys have finished, you still have an opportunity. Like, Els is only through 12, or is on 12 right now. Poulter's through 15 right now. These guys could stretch it even more. McElroy could finish eight, nine strokes, theoretically, off the lead here. Maybe even more if Els goes on a tear. And Look, somebody else could go on a tear, too. Eric Van Ruyen could go on a tear. He's got to share the lead through nine. He's got the best chance right now. He's five under through nine. He's just making the turn. So that's easy for him. All Eric needs to do, a couple of birdies, up and down. You keep it going. You're seven. Next thing you know, you look up, you're eight under. McElroy looks back and says, what just happened? I want you to think about this. 800-224-2004 is your phone number. Twitter at Shander Show. Twitch.tv slash Shander Show, of course. I want you to think about this. Put it out on Twitter, and I got a million responses. At least. Maybe a million and one. What's the word, just one word, that you hear used and see used in a column here all the time that you are certain 90%, that's the bare minimum, 90% of the people who use it have no idea what it means. I have a couple that are hilarious but so accurate, and you'll think, oh, yeah, that's right. You know, Every time I hear that word, it's, it's never properly used. It's never used correctly. That and what the heck happened with Major League Baseball yesterday coming up here on the second level. You're listening to The Second Level, presented by Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans. From the O'Reilly Auto Parts studios, with way more than the scores, here's Aton Shander. So, a lot of people, and I imagine that this would be the top response, of course, would be irony. I don't think that's the number one, though. I do think that there are two other words that people misuse far more often and i heard one actually just completely butchered today and i thought to myself and nobody was saying anything nobody was saying anything at all i was on the driving range earlier this morning a group of people talking it's not my position to say anything especially if they're talking about sports i'm not going to say a word i keep my mouth shut my head down and make sure that i can turn through a shot but it was a conversation about baseball returning and the nonsense that we're having in front of us. And one of the guys mentioned the Heyman tweet and said, well, it's a mute point anyway. It's a mute point. No, the guy came out. No, it's, it's mute. It doesn't matter. It's mute. And at that point, I couldn't help but hook a ball or two because it was just crawling up the back of my neck. I couldn't say anything. It's not my place. What am I going to do? Be that guy? That person, that human being, well, you know, actually it's moot and he kept using it wrong and you just sat there. No, but I did look over every now and again, at least quietly with my head down and peeked up. I think the biggest surprise for me is that nobody corrected him. Now, I don't know this group. It could be this guy says a lot of things wrong and maybe they're just tired of it. You know, maybe it's somebody in your group, your crew, your friends, whatever it may be, your family, 
and they constantly say, well, that's a mute point. It's, you're tired of telling them it's moot, not mute. And you've told this person that 50 times and they still say it. Now it's out of spite, they probably say it. I don't know the scenario. I don't pretend to know the scenario. But it got me thinking about just words that you hear or see constantly incorrectly used. And then trying to find something that it would be worse or more incorrectly used than like irony and literally. Those are probably the two big ones. But I, I, I do believe moot is there. I do. I think it's even I would dare say in that same tier because you don't have one I think that truly sticks out because irony and literally will probably battle back and forth. But I thought mute and moot, especially because so many people say it's a mute point, because it makes sense in your head, right? You're muting that point. Now it doesn't matter anymore. It's mute. John Heyman's tweet yesterday was mute because 50 other people came out and said, it's not going to happen, including the Players Association, who said, it's not going to happen. So, yeah, I understand that. In your mind, you're thinking that it's going to happen where somebody has just muted a point or made a point mute, meaning, like, why speak about it? I don't know. Outside of that, a couple of other ones at Shander Show. Literally, though, is definitely the number. Now, I saw. Would you you agree that the greatest use of the word moot is in Jesse's Girl? Hmm. Now, that's a great question. Can you pull up the part of the song where they Perhaps. say it? it might take me a while. Oh, no, I figured. I'm, I'm not asking, you know. We don't have anything next segment with, besides baseball, so trust me, I'd much rather play that song 15 times over again than talk about Major League Baseball. But Or I can just, you know, rehash, uh, bring up one of your old segments, and we can take a break. That's fine. What do you think the audience would like? You're going to say the same thing about baseball that you've been saying every single day. Oh, no, actually, I have an idea coming up. I have an idea, and we're going to need the help. We might have to get people on the line. We might have to get Tony. We might have to get Asman if he hasn't left already. Uh, He's gone. This guy is wising up. Look at this. He used to stay for two or three hours. Now he's out of there in 20 minutes. We might have to get Peralt. Like, I can't control whatever Scott Farrell does, and, and rightfully so. That's what makes him... A great addition. Tony's already doing stuff on Sirius. We play a show at night. So I think I feel like the three people I could influence would be Tony slash you, of course, that show. You two, but you're already here. Asman and then Peralt after me. But I have an idea coming up regarding base. This is going to be a different conversation. I promise you that. All right. At least Coming up next segment, it won't be the same old, same old conversation about baseball. I have an idea, but I'm going to need help from the three shows, the two that precede me and the one that follows me on this network. Now, I think you're right, though, Ron. I don't, I'm trying to think of a, another famous use of moot. Like, how would you even know that? You'd have to Google that? The all-time best usages of moot? I don't think... Now, I'm trying to think of exactly where it was in the song, but I, I, I couldn't even imagine that there would be another one. Right? Is the, Does Moot appear in the Gettysburg Address? Are we missing something obvious? No. Okay. I don't, think, I don't think it's said anywhere else except in Jessica. Now, I do know in an episode of Friends once, 
Joey kept saying the point, you know, it's like, you know, the point is Moo. Because of Moo, like. Yeah, he, I mean, he, I mean, he butchered the English language all the time, but I remember him saying the point was Moo. Ugh. That's worse than mute. Yeah. I'm trying to think of when moot, like when did moot, is it moot as far as the history of it? Mid-17th century. Well, actually the mid-16th technically. So people have been using this word for a while. Is that it? You think Jesse's girl really is it? I think you're right, man. I don't think that there is another, like is there some soliloquy in... One of Plato's books that we're missing? Is there something in a famous scene in Raging Bull? Is there anything that we're missing here other than Jesse's girl? I think you've got to be honest something here. Wow. Literally, irony, moot, they're all misused. Jesse is a friend. Yeah, I know he's been a good friend of mine. Lately something's changed, it ain't hard to define Jesse's got himself a girl and I want to make her mine And she's watching with those eyes Dealing with the root of the issues, it's The Second Level Presented by Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans From the O'Reilly Auto Parts studios, here's Aton Shander What now, how much longer will we have to wait to hear this? Is it the second verse? Okay Because it's not the chorus. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. There it is. I like it. Now, that is a great poll by you, by all means. Do you think, if I were to tweet that out, what's the most famous use or usage of the word moot? That would be it. That would be it. What would, that, I mean, what, what kind of poll would that be? Be a one answer poll. Well, I wouldn't even poll. I would just put the question out there. Yeah, I just have it out there. And I say, think, I, you think you, I think you would get a hundred percent Rick Springfield, Jesse's girl. All right, now, and it now might I be needed to do that just because I'd be curious if anyone came back with anything else. I mean, I'm sure it's like you said it's in like a Plato soliloquy, right? Uh, uh, right. A Shakespeare sonnet. You'd have to be. Exactly. I guarantee you that it's somewhere in the Tempest. A Dr. Seuss book. Yes. Now, 9-11 Sixers, and I can never tell whether or not he's serious or not, but I always love the comments on Twitch, twitch.tv slash Shander Show. We're live with the visual as well. Didn't Brooks and Dunn do a country song titled Moot Scootin' Boogie? Is that true? No. No. I don't think so. Yeah, Boot Scootin' Boogie yeah, is the name. Boot Scootin' Boogie. Boot. All right, not Moot. Not Moot, but Boot. All right, so he was close. <laughs> I'd like it better if it was Moot Scootin'. Now, that would give it a run for its money, would it not? It would give Jesse's Girl a run for its money if that was really the name of the Brooks and Dunn song, Moot Scootin' Boogie. But we don't have anything. We really don't have anything at all that would top that. Man, I am impressed, Ron Culver, that you were able to put that together. Absolutely. Now, we have a little bit of news regarding the Nathan's Hot Dog Eating Contest. This is very big. 
Saturday, July 4th. It will go on as scheduled. I have some information, some protocol as far as how it will continue with the coronavirus still very present in this country, including New York as well. But here's my idea. Now, what happens if Major League Baseball comes back tomorrow during one of these shows? All bets are off at that point, okay? But really, we have control. If we really wanted, right, we and we got everybody on board from a content standpoint. And this is all I'm asking about. And, and this isn't something that I felt like I'd have to ask our great PD, Mr. Larson, or Mr. Gao. I, I felt like this would be something because it would just be like, hey, we're talking about X, talking about Y, not doing something different. This isn't changing radio. This isn't reinventing the wheel. I'm just asking for a moratorium. That's it. And I wonder, it's Thursday right now, so this would be on Friday. And again, the only thing that would change it is if some point of the day between 5 a.m. Eastern time and 4 p.m. Eastern time, Major League Baseball came back. If baseball does not come back, then my suggestion would be a moratorium. Tony and Ron in the morning. Jake Asman following them. Me following Jake. Matt Peralt following me. That's four shows right there. Covering 5 a.m. to through 4 p.m. right there at the end. That's a lot. Well, technically the 3 o'clock hour ending at 4 o'clock. That's a lot of real estate right there where I would bet money. Not one person listening would even notice the difference. Because I'm confident, first off, I'm confident that for the morning show just goes without saying. Like, I feel like I'd be doing you guys a favor, right, with this moratorium in that regard. Asmund, we'd have to almost physically restrain. I'm sure he's got Derek Jeter or some great baseball name lined up to talk about what's going on, and he'd have to cancel everything. And Peralt is great with current events and what's happening by the second, so you know there'll be about four or five tweets that will come out at 3.30 or maybe 2.30 Eastern time in the afternoon and normally be all over that. But I'll defer to you, Ron, as, again, you and Tony run the morning show. How realistic do you think it would be? And the follow-up, would would it change your mind if we got the other three people on the line and push this idea? And just, what, talk to baseball or no, not, no. not talk a, to baseball? Yes, a complete moratorium on mm. the sport. Now, I would all I'm going to ask for is one day, which would be tomorrow. I would love for the moratorium to be on the sport until they actually return, until there's some sort of well, notice. I can, I can say this. I can guarantee Matt Peralt will not be talking baseball tomorrow because he's off all week. Oh, I thought he was so, back. No, he's not back. Is he okay? No, yeah, he's fine. Okay, he's just on vacation. He's, he's just no, he's not on vacation. Oh, okay. Well, as long as everybody's okay, that's fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so he, right. he's definitely not talking about baseball tomorrow. Uh, I mean, honestly, well, 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 the it, only way we would is if something came up, came about. And right now, I mean, I, I this is my feelings, point blankly. Uh, you know when the next baseball game will be, right? End of March, twenty twenty one. So you think there'll be no season? I'm a I'm a glasses half full guy. I always am, always have been, always will be. I don't see how they're going to get a deal done, and baseball wasted a golden opportunity. So we're just not going to talk about it. There's, I mean, what what more can we Perfect. say? Perfect. No, no, no. But that's that's exactly what I would like. Okay, so we'd have to go to the pushing the odds show and basically say, 
okay, thank you for filling in for Matt Peralt, but we have now, and we can get him on, that's fine, and, and bring, Asman appears to be the lone holdout from what I'm getting with you, Well, right? the, only, the only issue that would be hard to bring, uh, all, you, if you wanted to bring all these guys collectively, you're just saying just not talk about it, not, not come on to one show and talk. No, well, I'm saying... I mean, we could do that, too. We can infiltrate Asman's show and take over his show. No, no, no. I don't want to you take over know. his show. No, nah, we could. It's Here's, I'd rather him come on this show where it's home court advantage and I can control things. What I would say is it's a two-part thing. First, we may not need the second part. The first part is to send some sort of text out, or maybe I'll get them all on a DM on Twitter. <laughs> you, Tony, Jake. Filling in for Matt. Who's filling in for Matt today? Uh, Bill Schmid. Oh, Bill Schmidt. So Bill was doing it all week. Yeah. Okay, and I've been listening to Bill. Bill's actually a really good host and it's entertaining. So we could get Bill, Asman, Tony, because you're already on board. I, that's what I love about you. I, I knew you would be on board about this without even bringing it up with you. So I'm already on board with it as well. If we got Tony, Jake, and Bill and just sent a message out and said, hey, look, we just want to put a moratorium on the sport. Don't talk baseball at all tomorrow. Nobody in the sport deserves our attention. If we got a holdout, then I would say let's bring them on this show no, and you know what I, you ask know what I them say? why they would hold out. I, I say you, the moment you should talk about it is when they say they're going to have baseball back. We're like, whatever. Yeah. You could even say that. Hey, by the way, it's like one of those gifs where somebody wakes up from sleeping and then goes right back to bed. That is my reaction when baseball announces that it's officially back. I'm sleeping. I'm sleeping. I wake up for a second. I give that Donald Duck look, and then go right back to bed. That's me. I'm sure that's the majority of people out there as well. Now, how feasible do you think it is if I were to DM Jake and Tony, add you in this as well, we'll have to get Bill's Twitter up there, and ask them to put a moratorium on baseball tomorrow? I, I'm not sure. I mean, it's probably pretty feasible just because if there's no news today that comes out, there's no reason to talk about it tomorrow. Right. And I don't feel like our PD, Craig Larson, would have a problem with that. It's not nah, like it's not, we're it's not ignoring like, something no, that's big. Like, no, it's not like we're going to go into it saying, hey, in this segment, you know, this 10-minute segment, we were going to talk about baseball, but instead we're just going to be quiet. Right, right. Or instead we're just going to play highlights. Oh, I, I listen to you guys in the morning, Jake, Peralt, Bill now in for Matt this week. I have no doubt I would not bring this up if I were not 100% confident that you guys could fill the time with something else, anything else, and it would still be compelling. And I feel like our management feels the same way as well, which is why we have such a great ability to flex and stretch our arms and talk about a lot of things. Who is the holdout? Like, what's the first domino to fall? Is it Tony? I feel like you nah. could get to Tony. I feel oh, like no, no, you we, could, right? We, but we've gone time Days. without talking about baseball. I mean, okay. I, I keep joking. What I'd much rather do is, like, you know, we had a uh, pretty good rant today. I'd right. say we just air that tomorrow. Awesome. Honestly. I no would man, love I that. I have no idea what the difference would be between what we said today versus what we would say tomorrow. I think we should get Asman on the phone. Like, I think we should break right now and bring Asman on the phone <laughs> and push him to commit to this. What are your thoughts on that? I, him, you can say the, no. No, he's the one that I think we would have a hard time convincing. That's my point. That's why I, I feel he like would we would be the hard one. And Bill yes. might be, too, because Bill's got to fill three hours. 
Okay, I'll I'll help Bill. I'll co-host with Bill. I'll <laughs> trust me. I'll book guests for him. Bill, if you're out there listening, I will help you do whatever you need. I promise. I'm not doing anything tomorrow. I have this show. That's it. Thursday and Friday are essentially my weekend because I do other stuff during the week, Saturday and Saturday and Sunday as well. So, Bill, I promise you, I will do it for free. I won't even ask for a Twitter follow in return. I feel like if we got Asman on the phone, then we can maybe just pressure Bill, right? And say, hey, Bill, everybody else is doing it. We're all jumping off the bridge. Why don't you as well? You think it's – honestly, I think it's worth it. I'll defer to you. Should we break now and get Asman on the phone? No, and we don't need him? to get Asman on the phone. No? Uh, we just, yeah, just shoot him a text later and just go, hey, uh, you know, this, here's, here's an idea. Okay. But do we? But do you announce it, or do you just? I mean, do you announce saying, "Hey, in in light of them not doing anything, we're not talking about it today." Yes, yeah, you got to say it at the beginning. Yes, right? I feel like everybody had every unless, hour. Unless the short it's intro. a huge breaking news. Well, okay, that's fine. Scenario, because yes. we got to report the news. Exactly. I mean, if all of a sudden they come up with an idea and a plan, then we get to then we get to have fun and just blast a plan. Yes, but I don't want anybody doing an end around. If Tony Clark. And Rob Manfred, sit down for a lobster dinner tonight. I don't want that to be some huge story. The no, only thing that changes do, this. All we're going to do is yell about it again. Yeah, but that's the my fact point. That they had a face-to-face meeting and came away with nothing. The only thing that should change this is if there's an actual announcement. We've seen announcements. The NBA and NHL made announcements. It has to be that type of yeah. announcement. We're back, and this is what we're doing. Is that fair? Yeah. Hey, if they're back, I don't, I'm just so sick of it. What are they going to do? Give us, they went, I mean, the owners went from 50 games. They said, okay, we'll give you 10 more games. Right. How about that? Oh, it's, it's nonsense. <laughs> it is total nonsense right now. And we need neither, the moratorium. The, the honest, honestly, neither one of them want to play. That's all it is. I, I'm going to uh, tag. I, I have an idea. <laughs> Instead of throw it privately. Out there. Uh, yes. Now we need, what's Bill Schmidt's Twitter? Do you know? Not off the top of my head. I can find it. All right, yeah, let's get his Twitter, and then what we'll do is we're going to tweet everybody. Bill Schmid Radio. Okay. See how quick that was? That was – I think I, I mispronounced his last name, and yeah. I apologize. S-C-H-M-I-D. I have it here. Oh, that's a nice Avi, man, with the Packers mask. All right, so this is what we're going to do. We're going to tag everybody in this tweet. You, Tony, Jake, Bill, Myself will be originating it. Should I add parole? To, I don't really need to, right, since he's off? Nah, don't worry about okay. parole. Okay. And we're going to ask them to put the moratorium. Now, Schmidt's first tweet is from 13 hours ago with him talking about it to Tim Kirkjian. So, you know, what if, what if Bill has Buster Olney on tomorrow and he's looking around thinking, well, uh, I want to be a team player. I'm part of the network. Well, then we would but... find that out. And then he was like, all right, fine, you're out. No, I don't necessarily – I don't know, and, and I don't know Bill, but I, I really love him on the air, and he sounds like a great guy, so I don't want his first impression of me talking about him to be like, who the hell is this guy? So I don't want to corner him, but at the same time, I feel like would I cancel – if Tony D came to me and said, hey, guys, we're canceling all baseball talk. It's a moratorium. I would love for you to not talk baseball today until they come back. Let's send them a message. And I had Jason Stark on. And assuming that Stark's phone worked this time, I don't know. Would I cancel him? Would I postpone? I mean, being that's, the team player is Yeah. I mean, that's a tough one. Or maybe you have maybe you have Jason Stark on and you don't talk baseball. Listen. To prove a point, to drive it home. 
you think McMullen is good on things outside of the sport he covers. Jason Stark could do a weekly two-hour podcast on yeah, that's things. That's what I'm saying. Well, I mean, what if you did that, went that route, and said, hey, we're, here's, here's the idea. Here's I'd the have plan. to get Jason the heads up so he doesn't, he doesn't lose my number. All right, let me think about that. I'll give you an answer before we break in this hour. It's the second level. You're listening to The Second Level, presented by Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans. From the O'Reilly Auto Parts studios, with way more than the scores, here's Aton Shander. Keep getting answers at Shander Show for the word, and we put this on Twitter. Give me a word you hear, see, frequently use that you're certain. 90% of the people who use it have no idea what it means. Put it out an hour ago. We've got 54 responses already. Ironically, is in the leader right now in the clubhouse, literally right behind it. Moot, I think, is fantastic. I will say this. Somebody put out, and let me make sure I have the right Twitter account, at Damien Purifica 2. Ignorant. You know, that has turned into an insult. It used to be something that you could say about yourself without fear of being looked at as a moron. You know, I'm really ignorant of how the surgical process works of scoping somebody's knee. Ha! I can't believe it. He said he's ignorant. What a moron. Laugh at him. Point at him. That's a great one. Underused, but great one. Set your system's volume control for slightly above... The normal listening level. Let's go. Second level thinking is defined as looking beyond the easy, obvious conclusions. You got to do some smart thinking. Welcome to the second level. To the second level. A gal media property in partnership with Jacob Media. Where we go beyond the box score. Presented by Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans. Rocket Mortgage is with you every step of the way. From the O'Reilly Auto Parts studios, here's your host, Aton Shander. Well, we actually have a little bit of headway here. And of all people, it's Jake Asman. So we tagged the three other shows, myself included, of course. Asman, at Tony D Radio. Well, that's at Jake Asman. At Tony D Radio, at Ron Culver, two ends, at Bill Schmidt Radio. We have not heard from Bill yet. Now, Bill has a show in an hour. This is only about, I'm not going to put him on the spot right now. That's unfair to Bill. It would be unfair to Peralt. It would be unfair to anybody that is just coming up an hour from now and saying, hey, change what you have. But the idea, and this was the tweet, we just had an on-air discussion about having a moratorium on all MLB talk tomorrow from 5A to 4P Eastern time. The only change would be if there is an actual announcement. That's it. No Tony and Rob hanging out at a sizzler. That doesn't count. We can announce the no MLB talk at the start of each hour. Thoughts with two question marks. Jake Asman immediately responding with a Medea gif. Hell to the yeah. Quoting that, I'm sick of the nonsense. Now, here we thought that Jake would be the one holdout. Because he would have somebody big, like a huge former player, would be on talking about this from the angle. He would have Steve Phillips, somebody like that, on to talk about it from a managerial standpoint. But it looks like Jake is good with it. We've already assumed that Tony D is good with it since, you know, 
Ron is good with it as well. The two of them co-host the morning show. Now we just need to convince Bill that this is the right thing to do. That's it. That's all we need to do. Jake is on board for two hours. He could talk NFL futures, PGA, whatever the heck he wants. It's on him. He could talk about scrambling eggs for all I care. We know the morning show is just locked and loaded with stuff anyway, outside of baseball, really outside of sports. Now, Bill, that's all we need is just the thumbs up. That's all I need back from at Bill Schmidt Radio. Just the thumbs up. We're good to go. That would be huge. Major League Baseball doesn't deserve anything. Scratching beneath the surface, it's the second level, presented by Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans. From the O'Reilly Auto Parts studios, here's Aton Shander. So it looks as if the Nathan's Hot Dog Eating Contest will move on as planned, except for a couple of little tweaks here. We'll already begin our moratorium on MLB. For this hour, fake news with Ron Culver in about 13 minutes or so. John McMullen, our NFL insider, will join us 12:40 p.m. Eastern time. So we'll get his thoughts on which story is fake and real in that segment carrying over. This dates back to 1972. That's the first recorded contest. The unofficial one is 1916. It's a 10-minute sprint to the finish where you eat as many dogs as possible. Joey Chestnut consumed 71. Mickey Sudo put down 31. 71. Have you ever eaten 71 of anything in a single sitting? I want you to honestly think about this. It's not as simple as, yeah, I ate 71 walnuts or 71 M&Ms. Do you know how difficult that is? You sit there and count 71 marshmallows. You sit, Just think of something you just eat, 71 peanuts. Count out 71 peanuts and eat them. After a while, you probably get sick of it. You just, ugh, stomach is a little bloated, whatever it may be. 71 hot dogs on top of that? My goodness. How long do you think it takes before you stop smelling like a hot dog? That would be my only question. I don't care about regurgitation, any of that stuff. You eat enough of anything, and that's going to happen with your body. And you could train it and all that. That's what professional leaders do. Not to say that every now and again you don't get a slip-up. I'm just saying that's not my focus. My focus is more smell. That's the sense that isn't talked about enough. No. Uh, that's, not, that's not true. I had, I had the uh, privilege of talking to John Brankus once. You know, the guy who does uh, the sports science stuff okay. for ESPN. And he actually does he has you can go on YouTube and figure, and see it where he breaks down Joey Chestnut and how Joey Chestnuts Joey Chestnuts eats and you know the speed at which he devours a hot dog and all the all the all the scientific things behind it. What he had said was that um it wasn't really the sight or the smell of it, but it was the sound of it. That he never he didn't anticipate that being the thing that would get him. Get him in what sense? To the point of almost wanting to throw up. Oh, no, no, no. I, I understand. Not from that standpoint. I'm, I'm curious on what happens after. So let's say Joey Chestnut 
And maybe there is support science to this, Ron, so don't go anywhere. You may be able to provide some insight here. But Joey Chestnut eats 71 hot dogs. Yeah. How long after that until he doesn't smell like a hot dog? You know what I'm saying? Like, he's sweating Whatever nitrates at that point, we, right? We had him on in the morning show. I mean, he, you know, he's, he's a great interview. Yeah, he. I mean, he's he he does. He's not really hurting at all. It, no, no, he's not hurting. No, like, I these know, guys but, are fine. But he I mean, stinks you would think, like a like, hot dog. I don't think he even stinks like a hot dog. Come on, how your body is getting rid of shower. nitrates? Yeah, he takes a shower and you you know you get rid of the nitrates. Okay. you know through other means. You put down no, an eighth of, of he's vodka. Not he's not, well, that's different. That's vodka. No, it's, it's the alcohol. Same. Nitrates are the same. You can't just get rid of nitrates by getting rid of them, you know, by going number two in the bathroom. This is stuff that's in your body. So, what now. you're saying is he's just walking around smelling like a yes, hot dog? Yes. At I least, don't know at least for a day. I don't know about that. We need to get Chestnut back on. That's the first thing I'll ask him. We had um, Kobayashi when I was working locally on another station here in Philly. We had, this is years ago, and we had Kobayashi in there. And I want. I asked his interpreter that, and she kind of looked at me like, "Now this wasn't on the air, of course. I was a producer slash random host filling at the time, but I tried to get an, an, you know, just how long does that carry with you? Wouldn't that be a big deterrent, right, for dating a professional eater? And it doesn't matter. It could be Chestnut or it could be Mickey Sudo. But I feel like, and maybe I'm wrong. Okay, I, I will admit I'm wrong. If there isn't, I bet you McMullen would have at least some insight into this. But I would think, based off of, it's just like animal fat. It's like anything you eat, right, that sticks with you. And we're not talking about a burger or or three burgers, right? We're talking about 71 hot dogs. You know how many nitrates are now in your blood? I do, again, I could be wrong here, but I feel like it's a lot more the consistency of your body getting out an alcohol or something like that that you've ingested. Because, again, you drink one or two beers, you wake up the next day, you don't have that smell. You pound a 12-pack or, you know, you're knocking back a a fifth or an eighth of something, then all of a sudden that's going to be in your blood. And and that's where I feel like it has to be. a. It's not everybody, and probably maybe not even Mickey Sudo. You know, she only ate 31, so maybe she didn't cross the threshold. What do you think the threshold would be that you need to cross in order to smell like a hot dog for a week? Probably two days. That would be my guess, would be two days. Chestnut walks around smelling like a hot dog. No, not God, I don't know. You think that he eats 71 hot dogs, goes through the natural process of a human getting rid of something, and that's it? He doesn't carry any lingering smell of a nitrate around? I, you know, probably maybe with the first hour or two, but after that, no. Man. I equated to asparagus. Uh, you would have, okay, what happens though? Good point. We talk about eating a bushel, right? What happens if you eat the equivalent of 71 hot dogs worth of asparagus. Yeah, it's, it's not going to taint it forever. No, not forever, but it's probably going to be a little longer than once or twice, right? I don't know about that. You and I eat a regular serving of asparagus. It stops smelling after the second time. You eat 71 hot dogs worth of asparagus, Ron. You might be smelling like that for two or three days. Now, the difference in this tournament is that there will be no fans, of course. 
No fans is the biggest. Contestants will compete with other COVID-19 safety measures, according to the report that came out from WLNY. So, yes, relish, no to fans. Instead of taking place at the Nathans on the corner, it will be held in a private location on Coney Island with no crowd. There is the bubble, you see? If it's good enough for the NBA, then it's good enough for the hot dog eating contest. There is now a private location, a.k.a. a bubble, that the 4th of July hot dog eating contest contestants can participate in. Contestants will also compete with the COVID-19 safety measures in place. And looking at that specifically, there will only be five eaters. Normally, they're what, 15, right? So five eaters at a time this year instead of the, at a time, instead of the usual 15 where you have everybody up there on the table. So there needs to be some social distancing. The event will be a 10-minute competition. Chestnut, who has won this thing 12 times over, he holds the world record, mind you, for 74 hot dogs and buns. We should always mention that these dogs are with buns. 10 minutes. That dude put down 74 dogs and buns. Mickey Sudo is holding the all-time record for women, it looks like, at 41. She's a six-time champ. So both of them will be back, and then you're going to have a little bit more uh, social distancing. What that means is that you can take advantage of some odds right now, and you can try and figure out where the best value would be on the open market for the Joey Chestnut slash Mickey Sudo, because that's really all it will be, is those two. I don't know if you could honestly find another. So I'm going to look at the global market here and give you where we stand for the 4th of July. The over-under is set at 71.5. So minus 140 is the favorite over 71.5. Will Chestnut hover around his record at 74 or stop short and maybe just tie what he did last year. The return value is not great. At least it's in the positive. It's even at plus 100. So $50 bet under 71 and a half. You win your money back. Not bad. And then some, of course. Will Joey Chestnut win an odds on favor? I mean, it's, it's 10 to uh, 100 to 1. 100 to 1 that he's going to win it. No is plus 550. I don't even know who you would put this on. Same thing with Sudo. She's at 60 to 1 that she'll win it. Now, you can look and think maybe somebody else steps in, a dark horse candidate, because Noah's at plus 350. So it's low enough to indicate that there might be somebody of value there just taking no. Will it go to overtime? Probably not, right? If you have two heavy favorites in Chestnut and Sudo, Chances are that they're not going to need a playoff round, right? Chances are that it's not going to be Chestnut versus fill in the blank, and we see like Morikawa last week miss a bunny, and the guy that Chestnut's going up against just earls after two dogs. Women's winner, hot dogs eaten, under, over, over, under, part of me, is 37.5. Now, it's a little, it's the same odds, part of me, as you got for Chestnut winning this thing assuming that he would be the one to get close to 71.5. Same thing with Sudo, where that number is set at 37.5.
but the over has the return value here at plus 100 as opposed to Chestnut's number under 71. I think you play both. I think Pseudo comes in here trying to send a message to everybody that what you've seen in the past is only the beginning. 41 hot dogs, that's her all-time, and last year she was only in the 30s. So this is like Xander missing that putt last week to keep him out of the playoffs, knowing that he should come back healthy and hungry. Bryson DeChambeau, by the way, teeing off in 20 minutes. Just jacked right now on the range. Love it. Colin Montgomery is just hiding in the corner, sweating profusely at the sight of Bryson, jacked off of Enshore shakes. Joey Chestnut, I take the under, 71 and a half. And pseudo, there's still value here before people start betting the heck out of it. I'll take the over 37 and a half. Feel confident with that. Fake news coming up next on the second level. So, can I ask you a question? Fake news with Ron. With all the fake news out there. Don't believe those lies. It's on Shander to give it to you straight. Three stories, but only one is fake. It's true. I know it's a weird thought, but it's true. Can Shander spot the fraud? Here's Ron Culver. My only concern with you today, Aton, is yes. that when days, the days that John joins us, your uh, your record is not too hot. No. So that's, that's always a concern for me. But I think I think today it will be your day. I think today you will get it and John won't. How about that? Is, or is that fake news? No, I think that... Why don't you set odds? Am I the in-house favorite? Am I like minus 110, 120? I, yeah, you know what? Yeah, you got to be... No. No, because you... The problem is usually you set the favorite towards the favorite to who always comes out on top, right? Yes. And that would be John, unfortunately. Correct. Even even on Tuesday, he took a wild guess and he got it right. Yeah, I, I, yeah, no, I think he was cheating. So I mean, he has to be the favorite going in. Yeah, I mean, you have to knock off the favorite to become the favorite. Very true. Very true. That's how just how it works in sports. Uh. All right. Let's right. go. I feel good, though, after you laid that out. Okay. good. Fake story number one. For all those degenerate gamblers out there needing their fix, you can now bet on the size of whale pods from humpback whales to killer whales. Hmm. I would like to think that if there's something new that you can bet on, I've at least seen it. Do you know where you can do this? Is this like a Bovada, like global market thing? No, is this like a uh, new DraftKings uh, Siberia app or something? <laughs> I think it's definitely offshore. Yes, I would or think so maybe too. maybe onshore if you catch you know ah, drift. Yep. Um, where I whale pods? Whale pods. You know, I just look through a couple of sites in order to get the proper odds for the 4th of July hot dog eating contest. Okay. I feel like I would have seen that on the same page, right? Here's uh, why. If, if it, if you, uh, the global markets have tabs. It. Well, that's what I'm saying. The global markets all have tabs, football, basketball, soccer, and one of the tabs is entertainment. And that is all encompassing of anything that's not sport. That's where uh, I found. You know, that could be sport. 
Whale potting? <laughs> I'm kidding. I know. <laughs> All right. Well, that's, I mean, here's the thing. It's believable, but I feel like this is one of those things I would have seen by now. Okay. Right? Yeah. I, I'm not going to doubt you. I don't peruse those sites. I just read the news. Oh, is that a, you don't peruse? I, I, don't, I don't peruse gambling sites. Well, you I should. They're really the, good. I just read the news, and I and I open up the newsletters that are emailed to me. You guys have a promo running talking about how normalized gambling has become. No, I know. Okay. I also talked about how normalized smoking weed in, in every state is. Become, yeah. And that hasn't really happened yet. True. Okay. Fair enough. All right. Fake story number two. Kristen Stewart, the actress from the Twilight series, will be portraying Princess Diana in an upcoming biopic, and, and also was the subject of a Twitter Twitter rant by the POTUS. This is a woman from Twilight. From Twilight. Kristen Stewart. She was the main actress. I think she played. She played the main actress. I don't know. I never watched the movies. Huh. Okay. Somebody, somebody on Twitch, give, give him. No, you can't look. Sorry. No, no I can't no. look. But it does, it does make some sense. Okay. But she, yeah, she's going to be portraying Princess Diana. So a Twilight actress is going to be portraying Princess Diana. But she was also the subject of a Twitter rant by the protests. Right. Okay. Were they about the same thing? Like, how dare you know? No. How dare you play Princess Di sad no, with like POTUS, six exclamation points? POTUS probably doesn't know who Princess Di is. Let's let's be real. Nah, I don't know. I mean, I don't think he knows her. You don't think that uh, he probably assumes that she's alive and well. How about be. that? That could be. All right. Okay. That's that's a good number two story, or fake story number three. The FDA approves video games to treat kids with ADHD. Ah, okay. I like where you're going here. Video games to cure or at least fight attention deficit disorder. I don't know. I don't doubt it's to cure. It's just to treat. Maybe to help out with the anxiety that they have from ADHD. They'll what prescribe- kind of game, though? Because I, I can give you a couple of games. <laughs> That'll that, give you anxiety right now. Well, yeah, exactly right. I mean, you ever lose to a 12-year-old online in Madden with a Hail Mary pass with All six seconds time. left? I had lived with a 12-year-old who can <laughs> school me. He's probably the one who beat me a month probably. ago. Uh, let's, let's be real. He probably is. <laughs> exactly right. Yes, I think that's highly believable. I'm just curious as far as... What games are being used? Or maybe this is something that's being created by a gaming company, right? That would create a specific type of game. Because I understand, and I'm a gamer myself. I play video games. I still have the PS4. I can't wait. I will buy the PS5 as soon as I physically can get my hands on it. But I also recognize that you would need a certain type of game for this thing to truly work, to truly have its impact yeah. of being therapeutic. Like, you can't just play Doom or Fortnite, or you know, some RPG where you're walking around hacking people. Grand Theft Auto Five, I don't think is going to help you with your ADHD, right? Well, maybe. How? I have no idea. I don't play. I don't play Grand Theft Auto on the regular. I'm not a GTA kind of guy. Well, I can. Tell I'm, I'm you- always. I'm always a sports guy. I, 
these first-person shooter games, I just I can't get behind like Fortnite. Uh, yeah, I Call hate first-person shooters. I, I like third-person. Yeah, I mean, first-person shooter game to me peaked and was uh, GoldenEye, and I never needed to play another first-person shooter game again. Okay, you remember GoldenEye, right? GoldenEye for the, for, on the N sixty four was the original Fortnite. Yeah, well, it was the greatest game, greatest first-person shooter game ever invented. It's the only one I recognize, because I hate first-person shooters, yeah. but that one I played because everybody was doing it and all. And it was fantastic. And I, it, that game, that's where first-person shooter games peaked. It might have started there, and it peaked there, and it's been all downhill since. Got it. You know, I feel like that is... I just need to know the specifics as far as what game they're playing. But other than it's not a hang-up for me. Yeah, I'm not sure what the game is. I can't no, no, tell that's you. Fine. I can't tell you the game is called Endeavor RX. Oh, so maybe it sounds like it's something that's created. All right, so real quick, what was story one? Uh, story one was the one that was, I was a little hung up on. Story one is that uh, gamblers, gamblers who are, need, right, who are right. needing their fix, right. like a uh, coke addict would need their fix, can uh, bet on the size of whale pods and where they're, you know, this. I'm just yeah, from humpback whales all the way up to killer whales. Probably throw a sperm whale in there as well. And do we whales. know what area of the country this is? Japan, like off the shore. Or? Well, Japan kills wells. That's what I mean. So, so I mean, I, I don't think that. No, it's wells that they've marked and tracked. I mean, you can track them anywhere. What do you mean, Mar- what area of the country? I mean, ocean. I don't know. I, I guess I, I mistook <laughs> what you were saying as far as the well pods. The well pods whales. cruising in Kansas. No, like you could you kill the whale, then you know how big no, the pod no, is. No, no, killer whales. Orcas. Okay. Yeah, I know what an orca is. I, yeah, I thought that's... that the whole process here was that. No, that's not. You don't want to kill whales. You want to save the whales because if you kill whales, we're going to be you know, bombarded by that space thing from uh, Star Trek Four. Is that a result of killing whales? Yes. I... Don't you remember that movie, The Voyage no. Home? Oh, yeah, I do remember the Come movie. Come on, Aton, open a book. I kn- see, I knew you were a Trekkie. I knew uh, that you were a, from a closet Trekkie. Trekkie. And I'm here we have it. You exposed yourself. Story one is fake. We'll see what John McMullen has to say, our NFL insider and fake news expert, coming up next. Listening to the second level, presented by Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans from the O'Reilly Auto Parts Studios with way more than the scores. Here's Aton Shander. Our NFL insider, fake news expert, is John McMullen. He'll join us in 60 seconds, which should take me about the time to give you an update on what's happening in Texas with the Texas football team and in the backdrop of what we're going to talk to John about after fake news regarding Dr. Fauci's latest statement. So including two reported from initial surveillance testing last week as of Thursday, which is today, Texas football has had 13 total student-athletes who have confirmed positive COVID-19 PCR test results or are presumed positive. All 13 are now self-isolating. Through contact tracing, 10 more football student-athletes are in self-quarantine, all of whom are asymptomatic at this time. 
In addition, Texas has identified four football student athletes who have tested positive for the COVID-19 antibody. That antibody test is a whole different conversation about flaws and faults in it, but that's not for this program. Any additional updates will be reported. The best takeaway from this is that all 13 are now self-isolating and 10 more are in self-quarantines asymptomatic. So this is not about hospitalizations and beyond. All right. John joins us on the Progressive Guest Line. Before we broke, we had Ron Culver give out three stories, a betting story that kind of jumped out to me as a little off. I chose story one, John, so Ron will recap and we'll get your thoughts on it as well. All right, story number one, uh, for all those degenerate gamblers out there needing their fix, you can now bet on the size of whale pods from humpback whales to killer whales. Okay. Yeah, Story a pot two. of whale, like, you know, a group of whales that roam the roam the waters. Now, I can't hear John. Is John talking? Yep. Okay. Okay, so you got story number one. Story number two, uh, Kristen Stewart, the actress from the Twilight series, will be portraying Princess Diana in an upcoming biopic. She was also the subject of a Twitter rant by POTUS. Now, the problem with this story, John, is it feels like an end around where the first part could be true, but the second part isn't or vice versa, which would make this story fake. That's why I always have to think twice when Ron does this. Yeah, I agree. It, it makes sense. And you can uh, that, I, I like the way you're thinking there, eh, Tom, because one could be true and the other could not be true. It um, doesn't surprise me anybody would get a role, so... I can buy that part, so it's more the the second issue, and I can't keep up with that guy's tweeting. I can tell you that right now. <laughs> you and me both. All right, last and one. Finally, the final story: <laughs> the FDA approves video games to treat kids with ADHD. That I buy because uh, it makes no sense whatsoever. But that's what our society is. So I'm gonna I'm gonna say three is true. I'm going to say, I'm going to say, yeah, why not? Two is true. I'm going to go number one. So both you guys are on number one. Yes. Betting on whale pods is the fake story. Betting on on whale pods you cannot do just yet. However, (laughs) however, for those degenerate gamblers, you can bet on the migration of sharks. How? Yeah, I would have said. all with shark, most sharks are tagged, and wherever the shark pops up, you can bet on where that shark is going to pop up. Ah, that's a good point. They do tag sharks. Yeah. All right, that's a good idea. Actually, pretty impressed by that. But yes, Kristen Stewart, uh, she is set to play Princess Diana in an upcoming biopic, uh, and she was the subject of a Twitter rant by POTUS, but it, it was pre-POTUS. Well, I think we all have been. Yeah, at he some was point. absolutely uh, or subjected in, to it in 2012. She really advised Robert Pattinson, who is who was the main guy in the Twilight series, to stop dating her, basically. <laughs> to, to advised her because she was cheating on him, and he was offering his advice to curb her cheating ways. Okay. And then the FDA right. is uh, approving video games for ADHD. Yeah, that one I, I was confident that was real. Number three, I was very confident in 
but I, yeah, I'm a, I'm thinking about retiring from fake news. I can't keep up this streak. It's There's story, a lot of pressure. We got it. Story one. We nailed story it. Story one. You guys are right. Yeah. Yeah. Not bad. It's like four in a row for me. Yeah, you're you're doing pretty well. Right? You don't rub it in, okay? Don't rub it in. Well, I, I I'm putting too much pressure on myself. That's that is I think, true. I think that's what I'm saying. I mean, I can't keep it up. All right. Well, let's look at this. How much pressure? is on the NFL right now in response to Dr. Anthony Fauci saying the only way the NFL season could work is if they're insulated in a bubble and tested daily like we thought the NBA would work that way. Yeah, well, they can't do that. I I wrote about that in in Philly Voice a couple weeks ago. I mean, the NFL logistically can't do the bubble scenario. They just can't. I mean... The number of players, and, and forget about sports staff, but when you start talking about 90 players for training camp and you're, you're going to need, obviously, 53, but practice squads are, are going to be expanded anyway under uh, the new CBA. And now they're talking about expanding that even further in case somebody tests positive, you need extra bodies, so-and-so. And, and so you're talking about 65, 70 people there, all that support staff. And then where is there a place where you're going to get, I'm going to get 15, 16 football fields. You're going to play them all on one day and one, the bubble scenario is not possible. So, uh, and and what I kind of put is, you know, either you're going to play or you're not. And, you know, the NFL has said in these conference calls, consistently and dr alan sills was on one again earlier this week and he said there's going to be positive tests they know that uh and and the fact is you know how do you stop the spread how can they accomplish that and if they can accomplish that you mentioned the university of texas Aton. i i mean these are very young people obviously right. these are people in college they're all doing fine these are not hospitalizations they're not right. uh serious cases of the disease so this is a societal question. But, you know, when I look at Dr. Fauci, and if you look at the quote, and I'm pulling it up right now, and it's interesting because think about this, and I'm going to read it to you. This is exactly from, from Dr. Fauci. If there is a second wave, think about that. If right. there is a second wave, which is certainly a possibility, uh, and which would be complicated by the predictable flu season, football may not happen this year. How many qualifiers can you put in one sentence? We already know this. There's no new news today than there was yesterday, but how do people run with it? And that's the problem. Certain groups of people run with it one way. Certain groups of people run with it a different way. So the problem to me remains society making these decisions and unfortunately we are where we are as a polarized country well what's happened and it's unfortunate because dr fauci has now been pulled as the representation of we need to know now but every doctor i don't care if you're an infectious disease doctor you're an anesthesiologist every doctor will tell you we don't know 
Every day yeah. we learn something new. The da- yet Fauci has been put in this position because we, as a country, need to find one thing, what one thing to avoid, one thing to blame, one thing to fix. So we need an answer every day from Fauci. And I don't even think it's his fault anymore. I think this is just the role that he's playing. But every doctor, including him, knows that this thing is far from being figured out as far as how do we even attack it. No, I, I agree. And, and, you know, from the NFL standpoint, we're still, I mean, we're getting later, no question. We're 84 days, I think, from what would be the start of the season. Training camps, July 28th, most teams are scheduled in under uh, the new CBA. So there's still time, and there's still time for a lot of things to happen over that span. And as you point out, I, I think that's, you know, if you put the context into all these experts, and they are experts, and they're far bigger experts than I, they generally put the proper qualifiers on it. But then when you read the stories coming out from uh, various news organizations and how they spin it, depending on whether they're left or right, that's the issue. That's the issue. And, and you're right. People want answers. And there's a certain group that wants people scared, and there's another group that wants people to pretend it's not a problem. And they're both wrong, as usual. And I, I constantly talk about finding a place in the middle, and that's where the society has to be. What is the best way to move forward? What is the best way to go forward? Uh, as you know, understanding these are very young people, generally, most of these people are not going to have a problem. Uh, because their immune systems are, are not weakened. Um, so you have to, you have to give yourself these, these questions. You have to answer these questions. Are we prepared to move forward or not? And that's fine if you say not, but you're not going to have a bubble. All these, uh, uh, can we do this? Uh, doubles ping pong isn't good. That's all nonsense. All that is nonsense. Either you make a decision to play, understanding certain people are going to to get sick and ill, and you try to mitigate it as much as possible, you try to stop the spread as much as possible, or you shut everything down. Everything else is, is, is ludicrous. You cannot legislate a virus. No. I think people need to say that mantra ten times a day. Well, I, I'll take you a step further. I don't think you can legislate when it comes to the NFL, college football, certain sports. It's going to be difficult, right, even in the NBA and NHL. You can't really legislate social distancing unless it's a bubble, meaning the sport itself, if you have people coming and going, the sport, it's the very nature of it violates social distancing. Well, yeah, yeah you can't. And John Harbaugh pointed that out brilliantly. Is the huddle going to be six feet apart? People are tackling each other. I mean, there's more contact in football. You think about offensive linemen, defensive linemen, just breathing in the fourth quarter right, right. Of, of, a, of a hot game in Miami. Maybe it's 90 degrees. Uh, and, and think about how gassed teams get in fourth quarters. The whole thing is absurd to start talking about. And that's why I say you have to make those tough decisions. And that's the problem, Aton. Nobody wants to make a tough decision. They want to put everything... Well, if I do this, I can cover my you-know-what. Right. can't legislate a virus. You can't. John, I'm curious, based off of that, do you think the NFL, or maybe you, maybe you've already placed your order on Amazon for the proximity alarm, 
which is what the NBA, (laughs) you've seen this, right? The proximity alarm, it'll set off an audio alert when you or anybody wearing it is within six feet of another person for more than five seconds and therefore not following the guidelines. Have you placed an order on Amazon for your own proximity alarm? Well, I, I, I joke that the alarm on my phone is my proximity alarm for dumb ideas because the minute I wake up every morning, <laughs> I get on social media, and all I see is dumb idea after dumb idea after dumb idea. And that's what we're kind of talking about <laughs> with doubles ping pong and bubbles and all this stuff. And proximity alarms are in that conversation. It's absurd. But people are trying to make themselves there's, – there's, there's two parts to it. And one I just said, they want to cover their you-know-what. And the other is they want to feel better about themselves and say, okay, we're doing something to figure out this horrific problem. No, you're not. No, no you're not. You've got to make a tough decision. You can't make stuff up to make yourself feel better. Uh, that's, that's the whole problem. John, as always, appreciate you at JF McMullen on Twitter, everywhere from SI Maven, Philly Voice, the Bruno Show, also heard here on the network, all over this place, man. And we appreciate you and your time. We'll chat on Tuesday. Hopefully, there'll be some news about a bubble or, or something else that we can look back on. Thanks again, man. Have a great weekend. All right. You too. Thanks, Aitan. You got it. That's John McMullen. And we'll wrap the hour next on the second level. Dealing with the root of the issues, it's The Second Level, presented by Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans. From the O'Reilly Auto Parts studios, here's Aton Shander. All right, one for the row before we get out of here. You ready? Yes, but I also have not heard yet from at Bill Schmidt Radio. Uh Uh-oh. So he might be off. Maybe, and again, if he has Buster only or no, Kirkagen. We'll find out in a second here when he comes I, on. I don't uh, want to put him in any weird spot or anything like that. Bill is free to do whatever the hell he wants, especially since he's done a fantastic job filling in for Matt Peralt this week and will continue today and tomorrow. But we've got Tony, Jake, you, and me all on board on the moratorium. I'll yep. leave it at that. All right. Uh, one for the road. The Carolina Panthers did a survey for their fans to <laughs> name the GOAT. Of the Carolina Panthers in their team history. You ready for the list? Yes, I'm ready. Tim Biakabatuka has to be on there, right? Nope. Julius Peppers. Okay, that's fair. Steve Smith. Yes. Luke Keekley. Yes, although, man, he missed a lot of time due to injury. But that's it. That was the list. Oh, so no Cam Newton? Nope. Really? <laughs> really. Why? Uh, I guess the petty is strong. He won an MVP. I mean, he took that team, helped at least, to the Super Bowl. He played nine years, right? 2011 through 2019. Yeah, I I don't have an answer for you with that. Okay, who would you put? Like, Jake, at least put somebody else in. Jake DeLome. At least put a quarterback in there. No, that's just Don't your, insult that's me. That's your three. Julius Pepper, Steve Smith, uh, Luke Keekley. Those are your greatest of all time. Are Jaguar, you serious? Not even a, a nod for Jimmy Clausen or Vinny Test? No, he didn't. Right? Wasn't Testaverde? I don't think so. Cam Newton not being on there is an absolute slap in the face. That is ridiculous. We'll be back tomorrow. So, can I ask you a question? Oh. Fake news with Ron. 
with all the fake news out there. Don't believe those lies. It's on Shander to give it to you straight. Three stories, but only one is fake. It's true. I know it's a weird thought, but it's true. Can Shander spot the fraud? Here's Ron Culver. My only concern with you today, Aton, is yeah. that when days the days that John joins us, your uh, your record is not too hot. No. So that's that's always a concern for me. But I think I think today it will be your day. I think today you will get it and John won't. How about that? Is, or is that fake news? No, I think that. Why don't you set odds? Am I the in-house favorite? Am I like minus 110, 120? I, yeah, you know what? Yeah, you got to be. No, no, because you, you. the problem is usually you set the favorite towards the favorite to who always comes out on top, right? Yes. And that would be John. Unfortunately, correct. Even even on Tuesday, he took a wild guess and he got it right. Yeah, I, I, yeah, no, I think he was cheating. So I mean, he has to be the favorite going in. Yeah, I mean, you have to knock off the favorite to become the favorite. Very true. Very true. That's how just how it works in sports. Uh, all right, all let's right. go. I feel good though after you laid that out. Okay, good. Fake story number one. For all those degenerate gamblers out there needing their fix, you can now bet on the size of whale pods from humpback whales to killer whales. Hmm. I would like to think that if there's something new that you can bet on, I've at least seen it. Do you know where you can do this? Is this like a Bovada, like global market thing? No. Is this like a uh, new DraftKings uh, Siberia app or something? <laughs> I think it's definitely offshore. Yes, I would or think so maybe too. maybe onshore if you catch you know ah, catch a drift. Put a bump. Yep. Um, where I whale cannot... pods? Whale pods. You know, I just looked through a couple of sites in order to get the proper odds for the Fourth of July hot dog eating contest. Okay. I feel like I would have seen that on the same page, right? Uh, Here's why. If, if it if you. Uh... The global markets have tabs. Well, that's what I'm saying. The global markets all have tabs. Football, basketball, soccer. And one of the tabs is entertainment. And that is all-encompassing of anything that's not sport. That's where I found... Uh, You know, that could be sport. Whale potting? (laughs) I'm kidding. I know. (laughs) All right. Well, that's... I mean, here's the thing. It's believable, but I feel like this is one of those things I would have seen by now. Okay. Right? Yeah. I, I'm not going to doubt you. I don't peruse those sites. I just read the news. Oh, is that a, you don't peruse? I, no, I don't peruse gambling sites. Well, you I should. They're really the, good. I just read the news, and I and I open up the newsletters that are emailed to me. You guys have a promo running talking about how normalized gambling has become. No, I know. Okay. I also talked about how normalized smoking weed in, in every and state is. Become, yeah. And that hasn't really happened yet. True. Okay. Fair enough. All right. Fake story number two. Kristen Stewart, the actress from the Twilight series, will be portraying Princess Diana in an upcoming biopic, and, and also was the subject of a Twitter Twitter rant by the POTUS. This is a woman from Twilight. From Twilight. Kristen Stewart. She was the main actress. I think she played. She played the main actress. I don't know. I never watched the movies. Huh. 
Okay. Somebody, somebody on Twitch, give, give him. No, you can't look. Sorry. No, no I can't no. look. But it does, it does make some sense. Okay. But she, yeah, she's going to be portraying Princess Diana. So a Twilight actress is going to be portraying Princess Diana. But she was also the subject of a Twitter rant by the protests. Right. Okay. Were they? About the same thing, like how dare you know? No. How dare you play Princess Di? Sad no, with like POTUS, six exclamation points. Potus probably doesn't know who Princess Di is. Let's let's be real. Nah, I don't know. I mean, I don't think he knows her. You don't think that uh, he probably assumes that she's alive and well. How about be. that? That could be. All right. Okay. That's that's a good number two story, or fake story number three. The FDA approves video games to treat kids with ADHD. Ah, okay. I like where you're going here. Video games to cure or at least fight attention deficit disorder. I don't know. I don't doubt it's to cure. It's just to treat. Maybe to help out with the anxiety that they have from ADHD. They'll what prescribe- kind of game, though? Because I, I can give you a couple of games. <laughs> That'll that, give you anxiety right now. Well, yeah, exactly right. I mean, you ever lose to a 12-year-old online in Madden with a Hail Mary pass with All six seconds time. left? I, I, I live with a 12-year-old who can <laughs> school me. He's probably the one who beat me a month probably. ago. Uh, let's, let's be real. <laughs> he probably is. Exactly right. Yes, I think that's highly believable. I'm just curious as far as what games are being used. Or maybe this is something that's being created by a gaming company, right? That would create a specific type of game. Because I understand, and I'm a gamer myself. I play video games. I still have the PS4. I can't wait. I will buy the PS5 as soon as I physically can get my hands on it. But I also recognize that you would need a certain type of game for this thing to truly work, to truly have its impact of being therapeutic. Like, you can't just play Doom or Fortnite or... You know, some RPG where you're walking around hacking people. Grand Theft Auto Five, I don't think, is going to help you with your ADHD, right? Well, maybe. How? I have no idea. I don't play. I don't play Grand Theft Auto on the regular. I'm not a GTA kind of guy. Well, I can tell I'm, you. I'm always. I'm always a sports guy. I, these first-person shooter games, I just I can't get behind like Fortnite. Uh, yeah, I Call hate first-person shooters. I, I like third-person. Yeah, I mean, first-person shooter game to me peaked and was uh, Goldeneye, and I never needed to play another first-person shooter game again. Okay, you remember Goldeneye, right? Goldeneye for the, uh, for on the N sixty four was the original Fortnite. Yeah, well, it was the greatest game, greatest first-person shooter game ever invented. It's the only one I recognize, because I hate first-person shooters, yeah. but that one I played because everybody was doing it and all. And it was fantastic. And it, I, it, that game, that's where first-person shooter games peaked. It might have started there, and it peaked there, and it's been all downhill since. Got it. You know, I feel like that is... I just need to know the specifics as far as what game they're playing. But other than it's not a hang-up for me. Yeah, I'm not sure what the game is. I can't no, no, tell that's you. Fine. I can't tell you the game is called Endeavor RX. Oh, so maybe it sounds like it's something that's created. All right, so real quick, what was story one? Uh, story one was the one that was, I was a little hung up on. Story one is that uh, gamblers, gamblers who, are, right, need, who right. are needing their fix, right. like a uh, coke addict would need their fix, 
can uh, bet on the size of whale pods and where they're, you know, this I'm just yep. how, from humpback whales all the way up to killer whales. Probably throw a sperm whale in there as well. Beluga and do we whales. know what area of the country this is? Japan, like off the shore. Or? Well, Japan kills whales. That's what I mean. So, so I mean, I, I don't think that. No, it's whales that they've marked and tracked. I mean, you can track them anywhere. What do you mean? Mar- what area of the country? I mean, ocean. I don't know. I, I guess I, I mistook <laughs> what you were saying as far as. The this whale pods, the whale pods whales. cruising in Kansas. No, like you could, you kill the whale, then you know how big no, the pod No, no, killer whales, orcas. Okay, hey, I know what an orca is. I, yeah, I thought that's... that the whole process here was that. No, that's not, you don't want to kill whales. You want to save the whales, because if you kill whales, we're going to be, you know, bombarded by that space thing from uh, Star Trek Four. Is that a result of killing whales? Yes. I... Don't you remember that movie, The Voyage no. Home? Oh, yeah, I do remember the Come movie. Come on, Aton, open a book. I kn- see, I knew you were a Trekkie. I knew uh, that you were a, a closet Trekkie. Trekkie. And here we have it. You exposed yourself. Story one is fake. We'll see what John McMullen has to say, our NFL insider and fake news expert, coming up next. Listening to the second level, presented by Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans from the O'Reilly Auto Parts Studios with way more than the scores. Here's Aton Shander. Our NFL insider, fake news expert, is John McMullen. He'll join us in 60 seconds, which should take me about the time to give you an update on what's happening in Texas with the Texas football team and in the backdrop of what we're going to talk to John about after fake news regarding Dr. Fauci's latest statement. So including two reported from initial surveillance testing last week as of Thursday, which is today, Texas football has had 13 total student-athletes who have confirmed positive COVID-19 PCR test results or are presumed positive. All 13 are now self-isolating. Through contact tracing, 10 more football student-athletes are in self-quarantine, all of whom are asymptomatic at this time. In addition, Texas has identified four football student athletes who have tested positive for the COVID-19 antibody. That antibody test is a whole different conversation about flaws and faults in it, but that's not for this program. Any additional updates will be reported. The best takeaway from this is that all 13 are now self-isolating and 10 more are in self-quarantines asymptomatic. So this is not about hospitalizations and beyond. All right, John joins us on the Progressive Guest Line. Before we broke, we had Ron Culver give out three stories, a betting story that kind of jumped out to me as a little off. I chose story one, John, so Ron will recap and we'll get your thoughts on it as well. All right, story number one, uh, for all those degenerate gamblers out there needing their fix, you can now bet on the size of whale pods. From humpback whales to killer whales. Okay. Yeah, Story a pot two. of whale, like you know, a group of whales that roam the roam the waters. Now I can't hear John. Is John talking? Yep. Okay. Okay. So you got story number one. Story number two. Uh, Kristen Stewart, the actress from the Twilight series, will be portraying Princess Diana. 
in an upcoming biopic. She was also the subject of a Twitter rant by POTUS. Now, the problem with this story, John, is it feels like an end around where the first part could be true, but the second part isn't, or vice versa, which would make this story fake. That's why I always have to think twice when Ron does this. Yeah, I agree. It, it makes sense, and you can. Yeah, that, I, I like the way you're thinking there, eh, Tom, because one could be true and the other could not be true. Um, it doesn't surprise me anybody would get a role, so I can buy that part. So it's more the the second issue, and I can't keep up with that guy's tweeting. I can tell you that right now. <laughs> you and me both. <laughs> All right, last and one. Finally, the final story. <laughs> the FDA approves video games to treat kids with ADHD. That I buy because uh, it makes no sense whatsoever, but that's what our society is. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say three is true. I'm going to say, I'm going to say, yeah, why not? Two is true. I'm going to go number one. So both you guys are on number one. Yes. Betting on whale pods is the fake story. Betting on on whale pods you cannot do just yet. However, (laughs) however, for those degenerate gamblers, you can bet on the migration of sharks. How? Yeah, I would say. Most sharks are tagged, and wherever the shark pops up, you can bet on where that shark is going to pop up. Ah, that's a good point. They do tag sharks. Yeah. All right. That's a good idea, actually. Pretty impressed by that. But, yes, Kristen Stewart, uh, she is set to play Princess Diana in an upcoming biopic. uh, And she was the subject of a Twitter rant by POTUS, but it it was pre-POTUS. Well, I think we all have been. Yeah, he was. Absolutely. uh, Or subjected to it. In 2012, she really advised Robert Pattinson, who who was the main guy in the Twilight series, to stop dating her. Basically, <laughs> to, to advise her because she was cheating on him and he was offering his advice to curb her cheating ways. Okay. And then the FDA right. is uh, approving video games for ADHD. Yeah, that one I, I was confident that was real. Number three, I was very confident in. Uh, but I, yeah, I'm a, I'm thinking about retiring from fake news. I can't keep up this streak. It's There's story, a lot of pressure. We got it. Story one. We nailed story it. Story one. You guys are right. Yeah, yeah. Not bad. It's like four in a row for me. Yeah, you're you're doing pretty well. Don't rub it in, okay? Don't rub it in. Well, I, I I'm putting too much pressure on myself. That's that is I think, true. I, I think that's what I'm saying. I mean, I can't keep it up.